0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW group void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Do you love Yankee baseball? If so, this is the show for you. Welcome to Pinstripe Talk with your host, Nick Bellahanty. Coming to you from Garfield, New Jersey, this is a special edition of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. As you probably already heard today, the big news out of Yankee Spring Training Camp, the Yankees have agreed to a seven-year, $70 million contract extension with center fielder Aaron Hicks. We will break down the deal for both sides, how it affects the Yankees and Hicks moving forward on this special edition, as we said. Wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, but... When news breaks like this, of course, we have to discuss it on our show. A reminder to our listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Talk ND. You can find my personal account at Nick underscore Delahanty. Feel free to send us emails, Pinstripe Talk at gmail.com. We love to talk Yankees baseball. We hope you join in on the conversation. Remember, find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review the show. If you're not an iTunes kind of person or an Apple person, Find us on Spotify, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Simplecast. There's plenty of ways to listen to our show. Make sure you use all those outlets and share the conversation with your friends. They might be interested in listening to the show as well. We appreciate all the support and feedback that we do get from our annual shows. When news broke about this Aaron Hicks deal, it shouldn't have really been a surprise to anybody given the fact that it's been well known that the Yankees are trying to lock up some of their core pieces. And it's really refreshing to see them concerned, in a way, about making sure that they keep their core intact. And we saw all the rumors and the talks. Luis Severino started the trend when he signed his extension. He signed a four-year, $40 million extension. It kind of seemed like there was more coming after that. Once they locked up Severino, it seemed like they were just going to turn their attention to some of their other Younger pieces that were about to hit the market, you you can name Adele and who reports say they're still talking to in terms of contract extension. Maybe look at a dd Gregorius. Yes, he's coming off the injury, but maybe the Yankees will look to sign him to an extension before he hits the market, hoping to get maybe a little bit of a discount given that he is going to miss time due to injury. And then you look at a guy like Aaron Hicks. Hicks, twenty nine years old. Ever since the Yankees acquired him, I he's developed into one of the better center fielders in the league. We'll get more into his numbers and why he's been one of the better center fielders in a little bit. But it made a lot of sense to lock up Hicks and for Hicks it made a lot of sense to sign an extension, especially given that it seems like he's happy in New York, his family settled, and he's really grown into a mature player that really has become an asset for the Yankees. You know, you look at the trade that brought him over from the Minnesota Twins, The Yankees sent over John Ryan Murphy, who, since he left the Yankees, is a career 200 hitter in the big leagues, Uh, really hasn't played much. Uh, I believe it's a little over 100 games since he got traded, or somewhere near that ballpark. But regardless of how many games, Murphy's been a disappointment. And you look at Hicks, when the Yankees acquired him, he was struggling in Minnesota. The Yankees had that belief that he was rushed into an everyday center fielder role. Remember, he was a first-round pick. A lot of high hopes regarding him. It maybe would have been a little bit of a rush situation for Minnesota given that they needed him to blossom. They were really hoping that he was going to be that center fielder that they lacked since arguably since Torrey Hunter left. You know, he, Hicks was mentored by Hunter. You could tell that the worth ethic was there. It was just a matter of time before it all clicked and then he came to the Bronx and you remember he was kind of the fourth outfielder was kind of thrown into the fire later on uh, when the Yankees traded Carlos Beltran struggled as the fourth outfielder but then when he started to get that regular type of role he kind of thrived in it. And you look the year later Jacoby Ellsbury being a log jam Ellsbury goes down Hicks gets thrown into a starting role again looked really good. Uh, In terms of defensively, offensively, was still trying to get there. Uh, But then he went down with injury. So it's been a little bit of an up and down for Hicks. But over the last two years, considering the fact that, yes, he only played in 88 games in 2017. Last year was kind of a breakout year for Hicks. You know, you look at the 27 home runs, uh, 79 RBIs, which was almost double the home runs he hit the year before. He really came out to the party last year and it was a big year and it kind of made the Yankees feel like you know we have something here that could be a long-term asset. Let's take a look at where Hicks rated among center fielders throughout Major League Baseball. His 4.7 war and his 27 home runs as mentioned a couple of minutes ago were rated third among center fielders in the big leagues. His 833 OPS was fourth. He finished fifth in slugging. His OBP, which is on-base percentage, was 7 among all major league center fielders. So when you're looking at this, his numbers, if Hicks could continue to hit at that level, the Yankees got a steal for this deal because of the fact Hicks could have went on the open market next year and probably made more annually than he did off of this deal. With this deal, he'll make around $10 million annually if you do the math. So that looks like a deal that won't be a financial burden to the Yankees, and in the same token, Hicks gets his payday. Say Hicks went into this season on the last year of his contract and put up the numbers that he put up in 2018. It's possible that, yep, he probably wouldn't get seven years on the open market, especially given the fact that he'll be in his age 30 season, and not many teams are really willing to go to that seventh year for a guy who probably isn't a long-term option in center field. However, he probably would get a 4 to 5 year deal around 15 to 16 million annually, maybe even more. If you look at the numbers and teams look at his value overall, especially given that not not only is he an offensive presence, but he's very good defensively as well. So the Yankees in terms of annual value, you get a little bit of a steal here looking at this deal because Hicks probably could have tested the open market and got more. And look at the other options that are out there in terms of free agents. Who's the best free agent center fielder that's going to hit the market? If the Pirates take Starling Marte off the market by picking up his option, you're looking at Juan Lagares as your best option. Teams that are in need of a center fielder would definitely jump on trying to get an Aaron Hicks type player. Especially the impact he can make on both sides of the ball. So... In that retrospect, the move makes a lot of sense for the Yankees. When you're looking at it from Hicks's perspective, I think a lot of factors went into his decision. Number one, for starters, as I mentioned earlier, I think he really likes New York and he's embracing playing in the Bronx. I just feel like now that he has a son, his family settling down, you know, he's in his age be age 30 season, he's really found the home and a comfort spot. He's really produced. Over the last year and a half with the Yankees, I think that he's looking to do more in the Bronx, especially given that he seems like a guy that is hungry for knowledge with in terms of the game, uh, a student of Torrey Hunter and Bernie Williams. It seems like this guy just keeps trying to get better year in and year out, and it's refreshing to see as a Yankee fan because you, know, you trade for a guy and you hope that he can live up to the potential, and so far he really has. And then you look at the free agent market. And if you're Hicks, you're looking at these guys, some of these great players that are still on the market. Are you really really willing to risk not getting a deal that you prefer because the market has been flawed? You know, look at Bryce Harper. Yes, his demands are high, but say Hicks goes in with an asking price and doesn't get that asking price. You know, then you're in a little bit of a pickle or a little bit of a bind because what do you do at that point? So this move guarantees that hicks has a long-term destination and that he's making an annual salary that is still competitive in terms of his value and his future production and the yankees roster right now fits him perfectly you know he's a switch hitter yankees lock that left-handed power uh continuously throughout the lineup yes Didi gregorius when he comes back helps that out but hicks ability to hit from both sides And his walk rate, which is about 15% from last year, which is a really good rate, it makes a lot of sense to keep him in the mix. He's a guy that can help them offensively and can continue to be an asset defensively. So overall for Hicks, the move makes a lot of sense in my eyes. You know, you get that stability. He's not hitting the open market and getting seven years. It's a matter of he took a deal that fit his needs and in turn, You know, the Yankees got a little bit of a break in terms of annual salary. And let's not forget, injuries can happen. And one injury could really hurt your value on the open market, especially if the injury turns out to be a severe one. You know, you're taking a risk on yourself on a one-year deal. You never know what can happen or what to expect in terms of those deals. So now going into the season... I think that takes a little bit of the stress off of Hicks' plate, And now he can focus on playing baseball, which is his ultimate goal. You know, the Yankees have done a nice job with Severino and now him in terms of getting these guys locked up. So put all that off-the-field kind of talk and rumors surrounding their futures, put that away. And now they won't have to worry about that. For the Yankees, When you look at this deal, the first thing that really stands out to you is the the amount of years in the contract. You know, a lot of people, I would assume, didn't think that Aaron Hicks would get a seven-year deal that would take him into his age 36 season. The reason it makes sense for the Yankees, not only because of the annual value, is because they have in their mindset a plan for how Hicks can impact them through those seven years. Jacoby Ellsbury's deal is a lot different than Hicks. You know, Ellsbury was a top-notch, quote-unquote, free agent that the Yankees expected to play center field for the majority of the deal. If you look at the Yankees' makeup right now, in terms of their roster and their minor league depth, Hicks has a long-term spot in center field until he shows signs of wearing down. Once Hicks wears down, and hopefully this deal... We'll end up with him mainly playing center field for the majority of it. Eventually, he's going to move over to the left field. And if you look at the Yankees roster right now, Brett Gardner's on a one-year deal. Yes, you have Clint Frazier, but who knows what Frazier's going to be and, and who knows how long Frazier will be around if they perchance, say, maybe trade him for a starting pitcher or use him to gain another need. There is room for a versatile outfielder and Hicks is a guy that you can see transition from the starting center field role to possibly more of a corner outfielder, split platoon type of player. So for the Yankees, seven years is not really a burden as long as he stays healthy and productive. If he stays productive, you'll find a spot for his bat. At the end of Bernie Williams' career, he couldn't play center field anymore. You know, center field's a a position for younger players. You see these guys that are running down and tracking the ball all over it with these strong arms and good bats. And right now, Hicks is one of those elite center fielders. But until the time comes where they have to reevaluate what Hicks is, he'll be perfectly fine there. So you're looking at the first three to four years, you're probably going to get Aaron Hicks in his prime. And he'll be continuing to be in the Yankees' hopes, one of the better center fielders in the league, and when the time comes, they'll worry about that. And that's not an issue that really bothers me right now. But what concerns me is how people on Twitter are kind of ranting and getting upset over the fact, you know, you lock up picks, but what does this mean for Estevan Florial? What does it mean? That gives him more time to develop. It makes a lot of sense for him, especially given he's 21 years old. He hasn't played not one game over high A ball. So he still has a lot of maturing to do throughout his time. The Yankees don't have to rush him to be a superstar. They don't need to rush him to play in the Bronx. You know, he's a guy that, yeah, a lot of people figured if Hicks left on the open market, he'd be a, one of the top candidates to, to fill the void. But now the Yankees don't need to rush him. The Yankees could take their grand old time with him. Or if the Yankees decide that, look, we need a starting pitcher. We need to add one more or two more pieces that can win us a World Series championship. Florival's expendable. I'm sorry to say it for the prospect huggers, but if a deal comes along and he's the guy that they want and that player that the Yankees will get back can win them a World Series or help them win a World Series, by all means, you believe that Brian Cashman is going to pull the trigger. Especially knowing that He has Hicks, Stanton, Judge, all locked up, and even Clint Frazier. The Yankees have a lot of options. Their outfield depth right now is very deep. There's not a lot of room uh, for in terms of wiggle room. So now you just make yourself stronger by keeping Hicks in the mix for a longer time. And while we're discussing Aaron Hicks, I think we really need to give Brian Cashman a shout out because what that man has done in terms of trades, has been really beneficial to this Yankee team. And I saw this on Twitter before, and I have to give credit where credit's due. At Andrew Two W's, capital M underscore, tweeted out just a friendly reminder that the Yankees traded John Ryan Murphy, who we mentioned before as a 200 hitter, for Aaron Hicks. So you got a starting caliber center fielder who has developed into one of the better center fielders in the game. For a guy who really hasn't stuck in the big leagues. Then they traded Shane Green for Didi Gregorius. And Green's had his time in the big leagues. He was closing a little bit for the Tigers. But then you get a starting shortstop that stepped in and replaced the captain without a beat. You know he struggled at the beginning. But Didi quickly became one of the fan favorites in the Bronx. And he continues to be one of the fan favorites. Especially in the clubhouse. He's loved within the Yankee organization. He's a guy that I could see them locking up for another four to five years and having him stay at the shortstop position as long as he can handle it. So that was another great trade by Brian Cashman. Then you look last summer, and the great Chase tra- uh, and Shreve was dealt for Luke Voigt. And yeah, small sample size for Voigt, but the guy had a monster second half for the Yankees and was really an asset in their lineup. And now he's battling with Greg Bird for that first base job. But you could see him being the everyday first baseman if he can prove that he could still hit the way he did last year. And if he hits the way that he he did last year, this Yankee lineup's even more deep than we thought. Then the one that I really like is Justin Wilson. They got Chad Green for Justin Wilson. Now that's an awesome deal. You know, Justin Wilson was solid. You know, he, he had a couple of good years with the Yankees, but Chad Green's becoming one of the best relievers in the game. And one of the most undervalued relievers in the game. So it's only going to get better as Chad Green develops. And he's a guy that pitches multiple innings. That's like a unicorn. They're very hard to find. Guys that can come out of the pen and and give you two to three innings in clutch situations. Green's like a semi-starter, but fits better in a reliever role. And he's really thrived in the Yankees' bullpen in any role that uh, Joe Girardi or Aaron Boone have had to use him in. And the funny one that Andrew posted... Was heir for Glaber Torres because you remember the Yankees traded all this Chapman to the Cubs and got Glaber Torres in return. It ended up being that after the World Series run with the Cubs, Chapman decided, you know what, I'm happy in New York, I want to come back. So Brian Cashman has done a tremendous job in terms of trades and getting value out of the trades that he does make, and the Yankees have really benefited from it. In terms of the Hicks deal, we took to Twitter to ask our followers. What were your thoughts on the actual deal? So it's a little bit of an even response. 33% said great deal. 38% said good deal. 29% said bad deal. I would love to hear why people think this is a bad deal. I'm assuming that it has to do with the amount of years given to Hicks. If you have an opinion on this, send us a tweet at Pinstripe Talk ND or to my personal account at Nick underscore Delahanty. would love to get your feedback on that. Personally, I think this is a good deal. I think it benefits both sides. It's a win-win. And let's see what the Yankees do next because I don't think they're done. I think by opening day, it's very possible that they try to lock up Dylan Batances or even DD Gregorius. I'm not sure it will get done. I'm not sure how their agents are going to handle this or respond to the recent deals, seeing that the guys who have signed have kind of taken a little less annual value-wise to get the years but I think that the way that the Yankees have been operating they're focused on making sure that they take care of their guys and it wouldn't surprise me if if Batances and or Gregorius signed an extension before the season it also wouldn't surprise me if this lingers into next offseason but you have to give the Yankees a lot of credit for trying to lock up their core that they believe is World Series caliber that's going to do it for our special edition of the show reminder find us on itunes apple podcast rate review subscribe to the show any feedback on there is appreciated if you're not an apple type of person find us on spotify google play music TuneIn in radio and simplecast there's a lot of different ways you can find us and listen to our show again tweet us at pinstripe talk and my personal account at nick underscore Delahanty. we absolutely love talking yankees baseball We hope that you join in on the conversation. And let's not forget, you know, all the Hicks talk, Yankees have been playing some spring training baseball. And to Lewicki, I don't know if you all saw, but that first pitch home run, the first swing of his Yankee career, even though it's spring training, going opposite field home run there, I was pretty pumped up. I was excited to see that, especially given that I got the ESPN alerts when I was in work. I couldn't wait to get home to watch that replay. So I'm excited to see this Yankee team. I'm hoping that Tulewitzki continues to hit and stay healthy because if he can do that up until Didi comes back, the Yankees are going to be in a good spot. That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you all for listening in. This is the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. We'll see you next time.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?